It's Michael Popak, Legal AF. We were a lot closer to nuclear war under Donald Trump than anybody expected or suspected. So says a new book being reported by Politico by Miles Taylor, the former chief of staff of the, of the Department of Homeland Security. The same Miles Taylor who wrote an anonymous op-ed piece in the New York Times back in 2018 telling the world, don't worry, we have patriots inside the White House that are stopping the impetuous, erratic Donald Trump from starting nuclear war, basically advocating for the 25th Amendment to be exercised by the cabinet to remove the then President Donald Trump. How right Miles Taylor was. Miles Taylor has a new book out that's uh, going to be that's going to be released soon called Blowback: A Way to Save Democracy from the next Trump. And who would know it better than somebody from the vantage point of a former chief of staff of the Department of Homeland Security? I'm going to combine what we've learned now about Mar-a-Lago and what we've learned about Bedminster and the Mar-a-Lago classified top secret national defense information documents. I'm going to tie that to Miles Taylor's reporting of what, of what, how close we were to the precipice of nuclear war because of Donald Trump. And I'm going to show you how, why, why these documents, these Iranian war documents, North Korean war documents, and other materials in 89 or 90 boxes of material that then ex-President Trump retained on his way out, as, as General Michael Hayden, head of the CIA, has said, compromised national security. And now we know how close we were to Donald Trump pushing that nuclear button, according to Miles Taylor. Let's go back to 2017. In 2017, Donald Trump was entertaining the then premier prime minister of Japan at, ironically, Mar-a-Lago. And what did the North Korean premier do? He decided to start testing uh, missiles that could, were capable of carrying nuclear warheads. So he basically did a nuclear warhead test, a nuclear warhead missile test. And he did it on purpose, of course, to embarrass Trump. Problem is, when you have a narcissist, megalomaniacal person occupying the White House, you know, they don't respond well to being embarrassed. And so rather than when that testing happened, and Trump had to respond to it, rather than pick up the red phone and make a diplomatic phone call through back channels to North Korea telling him to kind of cut it out. Instead, Donald Trump decided to pound his chest, right, and rattle his saber, right, on a, on a press conference and a, and, a, and a statement telling uh, the world how close we were on the nuclear clock to midnight. Donald Trump said, and I quote, that if North Korea thinks they're going to use nuclear weapons or come close to it or fires another missile like that, then Trump will unleash fire, fury, and frankly, power, Donald Trump's words, the likes the world has never seen before. That's code word, everybody, for I'm going to push the nuclear button. At the time, we were like, Oof, you know, sweaty emojis were popping up all over. But we didn't know how close he was to actually doing that. It was so close, according to Miles Teller, that after a meeting in the Situation Room, then head of the Department of Defense, General Jim Mad Dog Mattis, pulled Miles Teller aside as the chief of staff and said, prepare as if the homeland is in mortal danger and that we have a nuclear threat. That's General Mattis, the defense secretary, to the head of or the chair, the chief of staff of the Department of Homeland Security. 
based on these statements by Donald Trump. In fact, Miles Teller now reports in the new book coming out that the for the first time ever, the Department of Homeland Security convened its top leadership to talk about nuclear war and the fallout on the homeland, on the United States. Like nuclear fallout. That's how close we were. But then to show how erratic, or as Miles Teller said in his 2018 anonymous editorial piece, the New York Times, he said Trump's leadership style, and I'm using a very heavy lift on the word style. It's doing a lot of work in that sentence. His style was impetuous, adversarial, petty, and ineffective, and downright dangerous to the world. He almost blew up the world, according to Miles Teller, or at least the leadership team around him thought he was. But to show how erratic Donald Trump was, Miles Teller says the next time later that year, at the end of November of 2017, when North Korea tested an intercontinental ballistic missile, an ICBM with long-range capacity capable of hitting the United States, Donald Trump picked up the phone and called the, de the Department of Homeland Security, the head there. And you'd think, oh, here we go. He's going to say, get ready. I'm, I'm going to be launching warheads. No, he said, we got to deport all the Hondurans, right? Because he was some sort of, you know, myopically focused on border control at now when there really is a, um, you know, a retaliatory conduct by North Korea that could get us into uh, a nuclear war. Uh, Trump's distracted by border control. You know, it's that kind of mad, manic swings that Miles Teller reports about that put our country and compromised our abilities to protect ourselves and protect the homeland. Donald Trump's supporters will tell you that his being erratic and crazy cuckoo, you know, like some sort of Mel Gibson character in Lethal Weapon, ooh, I don't know what he's going to do, is actually, that's a, def that's a doctrine. That's a defensive strategy because then our adversaries don't know what I'll do. No, that undermines and compromises our national security because our allies don't know what you're going to do either. They think you're nuts. That 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 uh, emasculates and and disempowers NATO, right? All of our alliances around the world. We can't go it alone. And uh, it's actually a measure of insecurity and weakness, not of strength, right? And so that's that is the dichotomy that we're talking about with Donald Trump. Now, we know now from Miles Teller in his new book how close we were to nuclear war and what Donald Trump in his infantile approach was doing during all of this and his threats during all of this. Now let's go to the documents that Donald Trump retained in uh, Mar-a-Lago and took with him to Bedminster. These were war documents, war plans. And we always thought here on Legal AF, for instance, why did he do that? I mean, it really doesn't matter. They can prove the case, the criminal case against Donald Trump, the criminal mind, the criminal intent, the mens rea, without having to explain to the jury the why. Because the jury can conclude for itself, whatever the reason Donald Trump not only took the documents with him, but worked so hard to hide them and involved so many people in the conspiracy to hide them from the National Archive, the Department of Justice, federal judges and and uh, the FBI because that that craziness is a special brand of crazy that we're that most of us are having trouble getting our minds around but I can explain it here
Let's stop cutting down trees to make toilet paper. It's true. Humans are cutting down tens of thousands every day just to supply the American need for toilet paper. And the worst part is that when we use trees for toilet paper, it's just one use and done. It obviously can't be recycled or reused, so it just goes straight into our water system. That's why I made the switch to real paper. Real is 100% bamboo, so we're using a plant that grows fast, can be harvested and regenerated like grass on a lawn. And it doesn't impact entire ecosystems of forests. Real is the best kind of eco-friendly product because it doesn't feel like you're sacrificing something to help the earth. In fact, it feels like an upgrade. It's always shipped free to my door in plastic-free packaging, and I can schedule it on a subscription so that it comes exactly when I need it. And I never have to worry about forgetting to buy any at the store. Real is now partnered with one tree planted. With every box of Real that you buy, they are funding reforestation efforts across the country. So unlike the other TP that cuts down trees, Real is helping to actively plant them. I'm thrilled to have Real Paper as a sponsor to align my eco goals with a product that nature makes me use every day and to avoid further impact on the planet. Real Paper is available in easy, hassle-free subscriptions or for one-time purchases on their website. All orders are conveniently delivered to your door with free shipping in 100% recyclable plastic-free packaging. If you head to realpaper.com slash legalaf and sign up for a subscription using code legalaf at checkout, you'll automatically get 30% off your first order and free shipping. That's R-E-E-L-P-A-P-E-R.com slash legalaf or enter promo code legalaf to get 30% off your first order plus free shipping. Let's make a change for good this year and switch to real paper. Real is paper for the planet. One, they always say that the victors write the history, right? And the losers don't. Well, Donald Trump wants to be a winner, not a loser, and he wants to write his own history. And what better way to write his own history than to have his own documents that he can cherry pick from and and show just haphazardly to people, look, um, I'm not, I wasn't about to start a war. General Milley was. Here, look at this document. Let me unfurl this Iranian war map. Here, look here. Ha, ha, ha. Get me a Coke. That's on the recording. I, I'm, I'm barely making this up. I'm not making it up at all. I'm ba- I mean, I'm barely paraphrasing it. That was the recording by Margot Marx that's in the hands of the Department of Justice as part of the indictment for Mar-a-Lago against Donald Trump, right? But now we know why he did it, because he gets to take from his, his mad horde, right? He's a, he's a hoarder of the worst degree, mad hoarder of all these nuclear documents and national defense documents, and pull them out willy-nilly to make his case, right? As a talking point, as an ex-president, he can then, oh, I got it right here in my desk drawer, let me show you. You're not supposed to have it in your desk drawer. You've now compromised national security, because that net, that desk drawer isn't a proper you know place and facility to review top secret national security, and you know if your classified top secret clearance hasn't been revoked, which it has, you know Donald Trump was the first ex president not to be allowed to be given briefings. No, there's the presidential briefing book that goes to the current occupant of the White House, but every ex president, Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton. Um, and the George W. Bush, the, the original Bush, they're all given because they're states people, right? They have foreign um, the foreign policy institutes, the Obama Institute, right? 
Bush has one. And, you know, they, and Jimmy Carter does, you know, worldwide interventions, you know, in voting rights and different things. So they get briefed. So they're not out there doing policy counter to the current American policy. And they know, well, you, you may not want to go to Venezuela today or North Korea today because here you go, Mr. Ex-President. And they're briefed, not Donald Trump. Joe Biden made that decision a long time ago that he was not going to be given any more briefings, uh, the courtesy of which as an ex-president. So basically had his top secret classified um, security clearance revoked. And now we see for good reason, right? So one, he gets to cherry pick history and write his own history. Two, Donald Trump is transactional. This is what happens when you vote for a grifting, uh, larcenist business person, right? who ran a very small development company that he inherited from his father, who was the more successful Trump, right, in his development practice, and where every one of your executives has your last name, except for like somebody like Michael Cohen, who did all your bidding. And you pay for your friends, and you pay everybody to give you whatever advice you want. That's what happens when you elevate that kind of person to the presidency, and he hasn't been properly vetted through any kind of election process. People may say what they want about our president, but he's been in the public eye for 50 years. He was the youngest senator ever in history. He's the oldest president in history. He's been on the public stage forever. If anybody's been vetted more than, than uh, Joe Biden, tell me who that person is. By contrast, Donald Trump's never been vetted. Unless you think the celebrity apprentice and his ratings or one of his grifting multi-level marketing you know, uh, sales pitches to rip off people is vetting, okay? So he's transactional. He's always trying to make money. So you keep documents because one day you may build a building in Korea or North Korea or in Russia, in Moscow, or in India or in France. And wouldn't it be great to have some dirt on somebody that you're negotiating with now that you're no longer president and you're never going to be president. So it's transactional. And the third is, as Chris Christie recently said, it's narcissism. These are mine, 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 like some sort of Scrooge McDuck jumping up and down. Mine, 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 mine. We've heard him say it. He has said it to witnesses who have testified to grand juries and given testimony to Jack Smith. They're mine. I don't want you going through my boxes. I don't want anyone going through my presidential boxes. They're mine. Donald Trump said that to Evan Corcoran, his lawyer responsible for responding to the Department of Justice, the FBI, and federal court orders. He lied to Evan Corcoran. He had Walt Nauda, his now co-defendant in a conspiracy, his, his current body man and butler, former naval petty officer, Walt Nauda, he got him involved with the conspiracy. Yes, Mr. President, I'll do whatever you say, Mr. President. Move all those boxes out of the room that your lawyer is going to be looking at, looking for top secret and classified documents. Yes, Mr. President. Cheesesteak, Mr. President, with or without onions and peppers. That Walt Nauda. And so he, he has a, a fixation, right, that only a narcissist can have on what is his. I don't want to turn them back. They're mine. And good thing for the case, the, the prosecution, Donald Trump took that seriously and he said, I'm going to review all the documents before I turn them over to the National Archive in response to the subpoena, in response to the search warrant, after the search warrant. Send me up boxes to my private residence at Mar-a-Lago. I'll go through them myself. 
And that's what he did, which means he put his fingerprints and his handprints all over the documents. I don't mean that literally, although it is literal. I mean, he's up to his elbows and his neck in those documents. So he can't blame, well, Evan Corcoran did me wrong. I relied on advice of counsel. No, you didn't. You misled your counsel in a crime or fraud, which is what a federal judge, the chief judge then of the uh, D.C. Circuit Court said. You know, you committed a crime or fraud more likely than not in hiding these documents from your own lawyer because you said they were yours. So we have three main ra rationales for why he spent, Donald Trump, so much energy to create a conspiracy to not only take the documents originally, but cling to them, cling to them with a tight grip, a white knuckle grip, even under threat of federal court order, contempt, search warrants. He created his own prosecution. Let's be frank. Merrick Garland would not have appointed a special counsel in Jack Smith, on Mar-a-Lago at least, if Donald Trump somewhere in the 18 months had just returned all the documents to the confidence of the Department of Justice and the FBI and the National Archive. He just said, you know what? You got me. I took him by accident. It was a mistake. I overpacked whatever the early defenses were. I'll give him back and give him back. You know, when, when it was determined that Joe Biden had, I don't know, a few dozen boxes that got oversent to him because he was opening up a presidential library or vice presidential papers that were being donated to the University of Delaware, gave him back. Mike Pence gave him back. As I've said before on other hot takes, it's not about having cookie jars. It's about having your hands in the cookie jars. It's okay to have cookie jars. You give them back. Here you go. They're unopened. Thank you. Took them by accident. You know, I thought it was that, you know, autographed T-shirt from, uh, you know, Putin that I like to keep or some dirty old shoes that were in a box. Oh, they were the nuclear secrets? Sorry. Here you go. Give them back. He didn't. So I've given you three rationale and how scary it is to know that up until the search warrant was executed last May, Donald Trump had access to all of this information. A man so crazed that his former head uh, chair, you know, chief of staff of the Department of Homeland Security, not only wrote an anonymous op-ed piece for the New York Times telling the world, don't worry, we're protecting you from Donald Trump's worst instincts, button and finger included, right? But now has written a book to tell us how close we were to nuclear war with this madman. The madman who then kept the documents on the way out. I'm going to connect these dots every time I hear about them here only on the Midas Touch Network. I do hot takes like this about every day. You can follow me on social media, including on threads at MS Popak. And you can follow my podcast that I co-anchored and co-founded on the Midas Touch Network called Legal AF on Wednesdays and Saturdays on this network. I'm Michael Popak. This is Legal AF reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.